0: Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, and of course I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? Doing terrific, Todd.
1: What a day, huh?
0: Absolutely. So I tell you, I did a little, I've been doing some stuff (laughs) here in the studio. And the the trickery, not trickery, I found a feature that I knew was there all the time. But now when I bring you Used to be when I would flip you main screen, you'd see yourself, but you still see me now. And right. You don't know your main screen though because you can't see that it switched, but I can. But you, this is the view you will always see. This this camera view. You won't see any other, any other so view on your side. So when
1: you switch to me, just just me, um, I'm still going to see you.
0: Is that right. Right.
1: Right. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, plus also I got uh, some emails from some listeners telling us that uh, my audio was a lot better since oh. you made your little yeah. compressor fix. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it was a switch right in the TriCaster that was was mm. messed up. So that and some other stuff I'm doing too. So um, Yeah. I'm, well,
1: you have a complicated setup there. It isn't, you know, yeah. I have a pretty simple, I mean, I mean, some people would say I have a complicated setup, but compared to yours, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you uh, know, we've just, and I've got another cable coming because I'm trying to do some split audio so that we do right track, left track, and yeah, some other stuff because everything's always been recorded to a single track here. So, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it, I say, well, I, I've got 800 cables, but I don't have that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, right? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the situation. I have something going on in here in my studio, too. It's like, I would have swore I had like three or four of those. I just don't know where they are. <laughs> you know, I do want
0: to mention one thing. Um, I use Shure ear earbuds, and I was having a challenge with them. There was something scratchy going on in this ear. I kept hearing, and it was driving me insane. I actually had to pull the earbud out last show. And so I went on Amazon, and I, I knew this. But if you buy the nice, the deep, you know, you get up about above about a hundred bucks and on the Shure headphones, unless you jack up the module, they have a 3.5 millimeter adapter here on the side Mm -hmm. of this and you can buy a new wire.
1: Oh, you can. You can.
0: And you can also buy new little buds.
1: Right. And most of them come with new buds. Right. Yeah.
0: And and it comes with a tool too to clean the, the, well the ear canal of the, of the earbud so you can get right, any yeah. wax yeah, that's made it back wax there wax gets in there right, right. so install, it's not supposed time. to because there's a filter on the, on the earbuds but I'd had those earbuds mm-hmm. in so long that that little filter had busted out so Uh-oh. anyway changing out the, just the cord. And changing out the earbuds i forty bucks um, yeah, I
1: got these um on 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 Amazon as well they they have an extension um that that in the clip in the back that clips to the back of my shirt and i I got these on Amazon for like fifteen dollars, so and it has like a it, you know it's got like a ten foot extension on it right so well, these these were it, not ten dollar in
0: ears. These are five thirty fives I think Oh they yeah were. I
1: mean you can spend a lot of money on them, oh, yeah,
0: things. and I think right. I but I, when I bought them, I bought them five years ago, so yeah. and the other pair lasted me nearly six, seven, eight years, mm-hmm. and I uh, paid three something hundred three hundred something for these, and yep. uh just a little, and I've had to do this wire thing once before because it gets jacked up and you sweat and it gets you know all that, but anyway, so if you're you're a podcaster and you're making. Purchase decisions, you know, little things like this, like the sheer in-ear earbuds, knowing that you can replace the cable and not have to replace the earbud. Right. Because I heard that scratchy thing. I thought, oh, my God, did that, did I blow out?
1: Well, sometimes those, those connections kind of wear a little bit.
0: And, and, and that's, and that's what it was. And in fact, you know, and I connect into a, whoops, I just unplugged it. I connect into a 10 foot extension already. So, Mm -hmm. so that's something, of course I run over that with a chair and invariably within about a year or so um, it'll, (laughs) I'll have to replace that cable. But um, anyway, that's, that's what's going on. So, Hey, I've a couple of things. So I want to talk about censorship. I want to talk about uh, anchor anchor got IB certified.
1: No, no, I definitely want to talk about that too. Yeah.
0: So, (laughs) well, their, their blog post said a small adjustment <laughs> um, in the numbers.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard conflicting uh, news on that. <laughs> Me too. I wonder why.
0: And some people have seen as much as 80% change.
1: And then there's others that claim there isn't. My numbers have gone up magically. (laughs) Okay,
0: all right. So anyway, uh, and you know, and I think that might be the case. Here's the thing.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on how your content's being consumed.
0: Right, right. How your content's being consumed and where will depend Mm -hmm. on the depend on the on the adjustment. If you, uh, (laughs) yeah, we know that some and the thing and the reason is because the spec basically takes into account and allows those peak, uh peculiar can I say it I can't even say it. The peculiar, peculiar aspects. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to add a, a peculiarities to that. Peculiar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a word. You know, it's it like a it, word. It, yeah. you know, it's like Merriam Webster and E regardless. Yahoo, I still win. Yes,
2: that's right. Vindication <laughs> on that one. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, man, there's a lot of people pissed about that one. But anyway. Um, and I'm happy the, uh, the, uh, that just, uh, you know, it kind of takes out all those functions or takes out all those, you know, those, that weirdness and it sets a standard. And that's why people see where they may have been getting two, three or four or five (laughs) or six from some devices. Now they're getting one and where other stuff was so there's a little bit of a balancing effect but you know we see it across our listeners too is you know from show to show now the numbers don't change but we you know show makeups i looked at a show the other day that was heavy 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 browser i couldn't believe it but i went over their website and i kind of understood why
1: yeah i mean the averages that we see off of off Lipson are between 6 and 8% when we switch between y- uniques and IAB you know that's like a you know like a mean or average or whatever of what that adjustment is yeah um so it's it's not a big adjustment uh for many podcasters and like like we're hearing you know it it's all over the map for for folks and that's actually a good thing because it's it's adjusting up and down to be you know I gonna say more, you know, more of the same across right. all of these platforms. And that's, that's, that, that's what we want in the industry. I think is commonality. Yeah.
0: So, um, anyway, that's kind of the news and I didn't even know they were trying to get certified and that's, I don't know if they joined the IEB. They haven't participated in anything yet.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you have to be a member, do you? I don't
0: think No, that. but it's right. cheaper.
1: Probably, yeah, right. So right. No, considering their
0: budget, is. I would think, and maybe Spotify was already a member, and maybe right. that's how they... But, uh, but I is would,
1: proof evidence, right, that the industry is continuing to adopt the IEB V2 yep, spec, it's good. Um, and I think it's, it's something that's being widely adopted by the, the advertising side, mm-hmm. and more and more advertisers are asking for it, so it makes sense that this is happening, and I'm I'm glad to see that Anchor is on, on board with this. Um, yeah. you know, I think Buzzsprout, I think also was also announced it here this yeah. past week too. I think we so. talked about it in the last show. So it's Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. And it's you know, it's nice to what it really does you know, we all like to bash on Anchor because they're easy to be able to do so. But <sighs> um it it what it really well it, it just proves and sets The gold standard. There, you know, you you either, you know, and I think what it probably will do is stifle with these new additions and that list continuing to grow. It may stifle some of this independent stuff that's going on to try to, you know, come up with their own spec. Now, I will say the IEB is working on a updated document for the spec, and it's almost done, Mm -hmm. and. It's not there's nothing in there that's radical change.
1: No, and you don't want radical. No, and nothing they don't <laughs> think is going
0: to. It's a lot of uh wording changes to solidify right. the spec and right. it's not necessarily a change in in the spec. So, I think that's a good thing.
3: Mhm. So,
1: right. anything new that you've been hearing out of the the Adam Curry side with the podcast index
0: i have a little bit um rob i'm gonna let you talk for a second i need to go flip a knob i'm during some of my testing i can tell that i'm only hearing you on the left side and i know why so i'm gonna i'm gonna switch yeah i'm gonna give me a 30 seconds to make that switch i'll let you talk
1: okay all right well the I think it's terrific that Anchor has made this step. Um, they are a huge host of podcasts out there and and the more adoption of the IAB V two spec that we have, the the more consistency that we have in the industry around our our metrics out there and and um and I think it's all it's all good. So I think that the list of companies or hosting platforms that are supporting the IAB V two spec is is uh I think we're still probably at maybe half of the companies that are that are IAB certified on this uh, so I think that you know um, maybe a certain percentage of them probably never will be IAB certified and but but a lot of them will be put in a position where they're going to have to claim that they're compliant with the IAB in order to really grow their business and that's that's one of the challenges that I think that the smaller companies in the industry have is To be able to get that certification.
0: Yeah.
1: And then part of the updating
0: language, a part of the spec is to kind of tighten that up so that companies know they ne- can't necessarily use that word compliant.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So, and I think it's really confusing to a lot of people. You know, I, and I think we talked about it last week mm-hmm. too. So I think, you know, it'd be great if if clarification was done on that.
0: Yep. So anyway, that's what's going on there. Um, and I, I'm happy to see it. You know, another thing too, I was um I spoke at an event yesterday, say six to seven PM last night, had a lot of great conversation with a group of podcasters, but they um the the censorship topic came up. And it was asked so to re-
1: you your your keynote yeah at, at the christian yeah at the christian conference.
0: podcast yeah. conference and there's right. you know and I, and i assured podcasters that were listening to that that the podcast companies are not censoring or ghosting or anything but they have a that community has a huge concern of censorship on social media platforms now i can't control no. what Facebook, Twitter, and everyone else does. Um, yeah. That's, you know, but, you know, it, I I just basically said to them, I'm like, listen, we know that Spotify has been taking shows down that have music in it for copyright violations. We know that they've been removing some shows that um, they deem, they've been more aggressive than Apple and taking shows down that were that don't meet their community standards. And I tried to, to basically tell them, listen, these are independent platforms. They're, they're allowed to uh, make decisions on content that they want exposed to their listeners and you either you either agree with it or disagree with it. And then right. going back to the discussion about their own shows, their own .coms, their own RSS feeds, all that stuff, then you know, I said, you know, you you protect yourself. And you know, I just tried to educate a little bit because I think the organizer of that event was in agreements with me that on the podcast side, there is no censorship. Now I was asked and I probably didn't word it right. Probably my uh, Barry would get pissed off at me because I, I was I was asked if we've ever censored shows and censor really isn't the right word for actions that I have to take as a hosting provider, the, you know, we take content down from a violation of terms of service. Right. And, and I told, it
1: could be seen as censorship. It could be seen as censorship. That's not the basis that we go off. I mean, right. That terms censorship is not really a, um, it's, it's a negative term. It is. It is a negative term. term. Right. Right. So,
0: I, I just basically explain, listen, you know, I've got a terms of service, just like any other company that basically doesn't allow hate speech, doesn't allow violence. You know, there's what, you know, I'm not going to get into legal S. You want to read our terms of service? It's at blueberry.com. Right. And I think it's pretty self explanatory. And I said, probably in the 15 years we've been doing business, I probably have had to remove on one hand the number of shows I've had to ask to go. And I, and I yeah, explained but- to him, I said, I don't make that decision. I turn that over to legal. Yeah. Legal reviews. My legal team is very pro Second Amendment. Right. No, no, no. What's freedom of speech? Second Amendment? Or is that the First Amendment? I think it's First Amendment. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. First Amendment. I just triggered a bunch of people. I'm pro <laughs> freedom of speech, First Amendment. And, you know, so take erase what I just said. First (laughs) amendment. Okay. It was freedom of speech, very pro freedom of speech. And I said, the bar gets set very, very, very high. You are going to have to really have done something. (laughs) You're going to have to have said something so heinous or so shocking. And I said, that's, that's really where, you know, where I, and I'm even the one to say, okay, explain to me why we're, we're taking the show down or asking this right. show to go somewhere else. And again, I've probably yeah. done that a handful of times. I probably, you guys the same. probably not that many times, right? No.
1: Uh-uh. Well, I mean, I've been with a variety of podcast hosting platforms and I was, I was involved in that Alex Jones um, situation back in back a few years back um, with Spreaker. So it, <laughs> It was definitely, you know, content that was threatening to others, um, you know, hate speech, the, the the whole stuff that which is clearly in the terms of service, and we don't, you know, podcasting doesn't want to be a purveyor of threatening content no. or hate speech or any of that kind of stuff. That's but, that's not good for anyone. But I wouldn't call it. Um, I mean, you could call it censorship, and I believe that Alex Jones took that position yeah. that it was censorship, um, but. It was really, I didn't take it down necessarily because a hundred percent, it was our choice. I was under a lot of pressure from the other listening platforms to remove it um, as well. So it was kind of a community. I, you effort. know,
0: I don't yeah. react to what other companies do or don't do. So again, no, I get it. It, but, it purely, you know. I purely yeah. went back to our, purely went back to our. Legal standard sure. Sure. in our terms of service, and I said, right. "Okay," and we didn't take anything down to it was reported because I'm again, it's you know I'm I, I have protection underneath the MCA. So um, yeah, I
1: didn't um, have any awareness of any of this stuff too. It it always is brought to your attention from your right. your community and people that are concerned, and there's a lot of other areas that get raised too around you know, white supremacist hate speech, you know, podcasts about those kind of things too raise people's concerns in the community and they put in complaints and yeah, you, you know, un- unfortunately you get pulled into those kind sure. of things.
0: So yeah. again, I, I, as I explained to them and, you know, I'm also, there's worries about the space and it goes back to what we were talking about. You had asked me about Adam Curry, mm-hmm. um, you know, asked about the space and I said, listen, 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 uh, you know, again, my stance and this maybe Adam doesn't like me taking the stance. And but what they're doing over at the podcast index is, in my opinion, an insurance policy. And it allows us to continue to try to influence the space and things that we want to do to advance podcasting and not necessarily, sorry, Google, Apple and everyone else be dictated to being a little proactive in introducing new features, as long as we don't break key keyword, as long as we don't break anything else. So, you know, I think the, what they're doing over at the podcast, this actually has a lot of steam behind it. We put out a post last week mm-hmm. that, you know, talked about the support of it. We're not going to support every namespace because right. some of it doesn't make sense for us as a, as a platform. If we find a use case and it's adopted widely, we will probably add, you know, I've committed the team to two or three right off the bat
1: of, okay. You're talking about individual tags,
0: individual tags in the namespace, you know, and I've also told my dev team, if you're not involved in the conversation with them, then other companies are, who are involved, are going to dictate this. So, you know, participate or be quiet (laughs) and, but I think so. I
1: did hear that that there may be a, a, at some point um, that group basically putting out their own RSS feeds with new tags in them.
0: Well, they've already started oh, to put new tags out.
1: I know, but where is the question?
0: Well, I think it's going to be on the podcast index website. But uh, they shouldn't be putting out tags for my show, and I, I mean uh, RSS feeds for my show. And I will definitely be one i didn't i I don't i I don't believe that's gonna adam would not do that
1: i didn't hear enough specifics about it i mean other than just to hear that um there was a desire on the part of that community to start issuing rss feeds with the new namespace and i'm not sure what the well
0: the the desire is is to support it so we're going to support some of those tags in powerpress and on blueberry.com
1: Ah, I got it, okay, all right.
0: We'll support those, but we're not gonna break anything for apple we're right. right.
1: This is purely additive it is it's additive in, right in replacement of anything, yeah, so right, no, and I think that's that's perfectly acceptable the The question gets back to is adoption right by the listening platforms right at yeah. the end of the day that's it's great to have a tag with metadata in it, but if nobody's picking up that tag' Bel- believe me
0: i I've had tags for eight nine years and A matter of
1: fact, half,
0: here's the funny part. (laughs) Angela said, those look like our tags, but just renamed. I said, well, we gave them our namespace so they could see what we had suggested. Be happy.
1: (laughs) And and yeah, and and I'm sure they were good ideas. You know, so,
0: you know, it's not Todd's tags no more. (laughs) Right. It's a podcast index tags. And some of them were not ours. You know, some of them came from Cridlin. Some, you know, they came from all over the place. Yeah, you know, I think right. I was instrumental in getting the, the transcript and the see and the closed caption tag added to the spec. There was a three mm-hmm. that I wanted, or two, two of the three, yeah. and you know, so there's just certain things I think is going to be be good for us. And if we look at this news that came from Google, I I, I think we talked about it in the last show a lot. I'll, you know, we don't need to to rehash that, yeah. but some of this is needed for the coming tsunami of listeners that are going to be discovering these episodes.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, in areas like transcripts, I think are perfectly good one. As we start thinking about trying to support, um, ADA requirements, you know, getting better access to, to, you know, the hearing disabled and, and, and things like that are, those are very positive moves in the industry. And then also, you know, s- support for the the visually impaired, too, is always on, on the table um, of, of things. And these are all the issues that could be addressed if we had a trade association for the, you know, f- for the industry that we could start, you know, really coalescing a position on all these things um, and offering assistance to platforms to help them become compatible with all these things. Too, Rob, so.
0: go ahead and get it started and... Uh you know, I that well, only taken the only one that well, does it Well, it's week. only gonna take an additional twenty hours of your week every week to do that. So twenty hours you don't have. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. just gonna kind of put it out there. Todd and Rob can do it all. We need we need some of you soldiers out there. <laughs> some of you podcast hosting platforms and some of you they're active in this space to take the ball here and, and, you know.
1: Well, and I have to say, I mean, Adam and that group is, yeah. you know, taking proactive steps. Well, I mean, I, it, hey, I praise them for that. The, I mean,
0: they are in, they're in overdrive. They're moving. They've right. already done phase one of the namespaces. They're moving to phase two right. and hey, they, they, they are throttled down. They are motivated and um now who's going to advocate for it well you and i are advocating a little bit mm-hmm. but you know we don't reach everybody
1: i mean that's know? that's the perfect role that i would like to have i mean i i did you know take a pretty active role in the podcast academy and um i would prefer that other people kind of you know do this as well and i can just be supportive of it right um would be my my preference because I don't want it to always be just about what you and I want. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) And, and we, you know, and and don't Robin are not so full of ourselves to think that we have that kind of influence. So please don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just, we're just two
1: guys in the space here. So, you know, we do do a podcast where we talk about this. Right. There's not a lot of podcasts out there that do what we do. So it, it, that puts us in a position of I guess thinking about that stuff more, All
0: right? You know, and I I think too we've um, we've acquiesced for many years, or surrendered the expansion of the space to the corporate folks, and I think that we are seeing a little bit of a renaissance of what happened in two thousand four when. There was this collaborative effort to really build something cool that came to a screeching halt the day Apple announced podcasting support in, at the time, iTunes. Right. It literally, the innovation and cool things that we thought we could do back in 2004 ended. It ended. I mean, it just like stopped. And I'm happy
1: called. There was a lot of cease and desist orders going out back then too.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was, I think people were like
1: contributed to it.
0: Yeah. But I think also at the same time, people said we've, we've, we've secured having podcasts on, on iTunes. It's we've won. You know, I think that was, and me, I don't know, I don't, maybe some, which
1: is kind of funny when you think about it, because it's like <laughs> the whole purpose of the medium was to stick it to the man. Right, Stick
0: it to the man. And we kind and of, all of a sudden we, 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 we rolled
1: the man comes in and we're we're, we're like, oh, and we rolled and we rolled
0: over. And again, we're not disparaging <laughs> Apple in any way. So let's be clear about that. Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, if you think about the culture of the medium, and I've been talking a lot about the culture of the medium here lately um, on other podcasts and things like that. And because I think it's important for new people to the industry to understand why things happen sometimes in this medium that are a little un- unconventional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, and I'm stretched pretty
0: thin. I mean, that's, I'm just, you know, my, I, I'm running a company. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm living this 50, 60 hours a week. So there's just not a lot now. What a trade association is, is needs money and it needs a couple of bodies that are mm-hmm. want to get things going. But, you know, we've had a couple of groups already try that. And I think they really kind of realized, Ooh, it's a lot of work.
1: Well, and it was started by folks that, um, didn't have deep pockets to put into it either. Right. Uh, and that's where we run into the struggle is that, uh, most organizations like that need to be funded by the larger companies Yeah, and to get off the ground. Uh, case in point, the podcast Academy, right? I mean, it's, there's a lot of bigger podcast companies involved in that. Um, the board is going to be expanding. We're going to add three more governors to it. Um, so it's, you know, things are moving in a positive direction with that organization. And, and, um, you know, the same type of thing probably needs to happen around a trade orders or organization.
0: The, um, in, in, at the same time too, podcast index, the stuff they're putting together needs some financial support too.
1: Right. So and that's why, you know, what they're doing is very organic and very open and very, but it's, it's lacking in in support around money and staff. And there's a lot of volunteers, but you, I don't know that you can really scale this, um, on, on volunteers.
0: Well, I think maybe you can, because he went around it, right. He went out, he went the dev route. He kept the suits. He kept the suits off to the side. So devs, they love to tinker. They love to build stuff. They, you know,
1: that's true. That's true. And that's where this industry came from. originally. So, the, but I do think that the 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 business people in this medium are are here in a much bigger way than existed in the past, right? And <laughs> they have a lot of influence now. But at uh, the same
0: point, know, the, right. we can go to each independent podcasting company and say, "Hey, can you will you please at least do the lock tag and mm-hmm. and uh, you know a yeah, few of these others?" That's true. And I that's think. True. People can put that in their dev cycle. It may not happen this week or next week. It may happen early next year or whatever. And the more people that adopt it and announce that they're adopting,
3: mm-hmm.
0: then it's a little bit of a "shucks, so we got to do it because they did it." You know how right. many things is Blueberry did because Libsyn did, or Libsyn did because Blueberry did, or Podbean or whoever yeah. right. we did something because Buzzsprout did something or whatever we are like, oh, that was cool. Think
1: about it, right? Good ideas are good ideas. Right. And if, and, you know, I mean, you look at the bigger players like Apple or Spotify or Google, any of these folks, um, you know, now SiriusXM and Pandora, if those folks see a good idea uh, around a new metadata field or something like that that's starting to be adopted in the industry, I mean, if it's a good idea, it's a good idea, right? I mean, and there's no reason why they, they shouldn't adopt it. Um, so, and, you know, I guess there is an opportunity here to make, you know, an right. organic.
0: And Apple doesn't like a, effort. they don't like a, a directory that has unauthorized duplications of shows. Right. You know, if they see, you know, if they see that a show says locked, right. you know, then maybe on their end, they can think, okay, how do we make sure that this, again, you don't, it's it's not a perfect solution. Cause you can still have someone just create right. a show.
3: Right. You do and, a.
1: Yeah, we should probably explain that that's one of the tag recommendations is to create a tag that basically keeps control of your RSS feed so it can't be duplicated. Right. Um, So, you know, given the the recent news on this issue, uh, that would be a nice tag to have. So it's it's not, and it
0: also, uh, well, it's not, again, it's not going to stop someone from creating a secondary listing somewhere, just rogue. And creating right. a new RSS feed and then, you know, just it, it does slow things down a little bit um, and makes right. it a little bit harder for those that are not as technically inclined or want to do the extra work. You know, I think Anchor's well. change to their payment plan was a, a direct response to the situation that they had going on or where they're delaying payments now mm-hmm. on advertising. So,
2: All right. yeah.
1: So maybe this is the organization that the industry needs. Um, you know, maybe we need to support Adam more in what he's trying to accomplish. Here. You know, and he's not
0: just doing technical stuff. And Sean just put a link up in the in the show notes that says, uh, "Have you seen this demo of the crypto payment feature?" Now let me see if I can get that loaded on the computer here. Adam bought uh Bitcoin back when it was like three bucks, so he's uh he's done okay in the crypto space. He didn't have a lot. He bought some pizzas with it just like I did in the early days. Let's see here
1: it's been quite a roller coaster ride <laughs> okay, so he's got
0: something called Noah. Ag- okay, so let me
1: so are you gonna pull something on the screen?
0: Oh, it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a demo he's actually got uh let me see if I can bring this up here let me get the right screen yeah it's actually talking about podcasting 2.0 and uh and and the crypto demo that's in there so they're they're trying to make it so that not only will he's he's going after it's smart Nick, because if you think about it When you buy an app today, it's a one time payment that goes to an app developer. They have to continue to, unless they have some kind of reoccurring model where they get some money every month, which most don't, the app developers are really not um, incentivized to add features because there's no money in it for them. So some of this crypto stuff is, uh, he's designing is to, to help not only the app developers have a sustainable model but also have podcasters have a new potential revenue uh, revenue place where people that want to use um you know want to use the the space he says right, way, right if right. he can convert 1% of the folks to podcasting 2.0 at a dollar per hour pledge you know potential daily flows about a million million dollars with 1% of that going to app developers. You have to listen to this and understand mm-hmm. what he's doing. So this demo, um, it's actually an MP4 file. It's a video file it goes through what, what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I'll try to link to this in the show notes so people can go and, and, and take a peek. Mm-hmm. Um, And just, you know, it's just one thing. And, he, and he's trying to figure out not only how do we make the space more sexy, but how do we put money in podcasters pockets and dev developers of apps pockets to keep the machine moving and growing. Mm -hmm. And he just got it laid out here. You can watch it. So I don't know. You know, again, this is all experimental. We're going to see if it works. I think, I think cryptocurrency is a challenge for most people. I don't think most people will make donations with cryptocurrency. So you got the Patreons, you've got the PayPal's of the world. You got square, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I've got both a square and a PayPal account. I process a lot of stuff through square for my business, but I don't know. We'll see. But he, again, he says, podcasting 2.0 Y, free podcasting for corporate control. How? Integrate decentralized content with decentralized money. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of an interesting statement. And build a self-sustaining ecosystem for podcasting. so Yeah.
1: The other tags in there that I saw were around um, multiple enclosures. Right. Um, and what's your thoughts on that? I, I mean, it uh, shows that, well, like ours... You could make, you know, it would be really kind of cool to have that capability. But the problem is that the listening platforms aren't supporting. I just, them. I don't um, think
0: they'll support it. Yeah. I, oh, I, you
1: think they would? I know they would. You, No, I don't think yeah, they Yeah, I will. don't think they would. Yeah, I don't think they would either. I, it, I mean, it'd be great. And just to give you an example of what it could be. And I've been thinking about multiple enclosures for many, many years in the podcasting space, especially back when video podcasting was more popular, where you could have one feed, that has two enclosure links in that one Mm -hmm. to the video and one to the audio. Right. Um, And that would show up in your episode listing in the listening platforms. You could choose what you wanted to watch or listen.
0: Nothing stops you now from doing multiple enclosures. It's just most of the engines out there will take the first enclosure and use that as the.
1: Right. Or they'll, some of the platforms now, I mean, I mean, if you look at the list of uh, support out there, there's a, a list of, Listening platforms that just support audio. And then there's a list of listening platforms that are still supporting audio and video. And then there's other ones that are just doing audio, but they're converting the video into just an audio experience. So you kind of have, a, you know, there's three separate groups that are out there still today.
0: Yeah, I did a demo to someone the other day that made him realize that a PDF can still be used as an enclosure. And right. they were
1: blown like away. A like, Word doc could be right. put in as an enclosure too, yeah. right? It isn't going to be picked up. It used to be picked up very easily by feed readers, mm-hmm. but most of the listening platforms don't really support that. Yep.
0: So anyway, I guess that's what we'll see with what continues to develop out of there. And yeah. um, they've got a show that's called Podcasting 2.0. It is not on Apple Podcast. <laughs> so... The only way you can subscribe to it was with a, with an RSS feed. So, you know, that's kind of a statement.
1: Yeah. I don't think uh, it's don't get the impression that Apple's blocking access to that. I think no, he just didn't. They they just don't necessarily want it to be over there. Yeah. He didn't, he
0: didn't (laughs) submit it over there. Right. 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 Robert said, I sent a donation, Adam with more to come. Uh, So good. So, you know, I think this is those of you listening, maybe found out it independently, but you know, podcastindex.org. The Big place yep. to go look at it. But, uh, you know, I, I need to watch this video that Sean sent me. It's five minutes and 33 seconds.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it
0: talks about the podcast 2.0 value
2: and
1: what, you know, what they're doing. Well, it'd be good to get Adam to come on on a fairly regular basis to give yeah. us updates on what's going on too. Yeah, I So think he's... that would be great. If we could do that. And, uh, so, Todd, I wanted to ask you, uh, and you know, we can dive into this a little further or or, or not. It's kind of up to you. But um, I mean, what's going on with uh, you and and your platform around music these days?
0: Uh, we're still getting a takedown here and there from Spotify. I'm not seeing just
1: t- from from Spotify.
0: Yeah, most, okay. but it's RIAA actions sent to Spotify that come back to us mm-hmm so you know we're not actually the ones it, it okay so right it, yeah it's the media's on our, on spotify we get the notification the media is being taken down that and then you know we we have to go then look at well we don't have to but we go look at those episodes ourselves yeah. so it's not as it, it goes in burst so um I, I don't think that i've seen too much other activity, not like it was earlier in the year when we were getting five a day. I think right. they cleaned everything out.
1: <laughs> Do you happen to remember um, where those, those takedown requests were coming from? Do you remember?
0: It was some rights holders, but I'd have to go back and look. I don't know. If it, I don't think they were I think they were specific labels that had a specific company doing stuff. Again, I, I'm not, you know, I, I get the notification, and then the legal and the tech team take care of the the action, so it got to the point that I wasn't paying it too attention are Are you guys still seeing a lot come in
1: well i mean it's it's a it, yeah I mean it's a steady stream of coming in, but w- there was a session at podcast movement Virtual um, that was about music and podcasting, and there was a company there uh, called Pex i don't know if you recall. Many months ago, they announced that they were going to be um, scanning uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. looking for copyrighted music uh, on some of the major listening platforms. What is their domain name? It's is it P-E-X? Uh, it's it's uh, what is it P E X dot com.
0: Oh, P E X dot
1: And these folks uh, are have created or in the process of creating a complete catalog of um, music, video, uh, and podcasts uh, signatures. Mm. So when I say signatures, those are audio signatures, right? Uh, So when they scan um, the 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 music, they have a a digital. Voice or a, not a voice, but a digital signature, right? That can be quickly identified. It's almost like a fingerprint. Yeah, right? it's a, it's a or, CRC value or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pattern that, that right. the computer picks up when they play something, uh, and then it's quickly matched and and those kind of things. So that's what this company is doing, and I'm hearing that uh, over the next six months, things are going to get a little more serious around it. Um, so I just wanted to raise that topic that this company is is pretty aggressively looking to do some music licensing uh around existing content and you know proactively looking to the future to license um podcasters that are utilizing music that can be identified.
0: The license or punish.
1: Well, that's the balance, right? Um the question gets back to is whether or not um, they come at it from a punish first or come at it from a proactive approach was identify and give opportunity Mm -hmm. right to license. Right. So you have kind of two ways that this can go. Um, So, and, and, and that's, I would hate for it to happen where it's just a punitive thing, right? Where they come in, they identify a bunch of, copyright violations around music in podcasts and they just send out and it becomes a, you know, a, you know, a legal thing, right? Now uh, lawsuits, fines, all this kind of stuff versus looking at the podcast content and identifying what's in there. Right. Yeah. And then offering, um, different levels of opportunities to license whatever's in there. Right. Um, and there may be opportunities to license things, um, that have no cost, Right. And then there's things that maybe have some cost to them depending on their duration, uh, whether or not they're complete, whatever, almost like a, like a report that's given on a per episode basis. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the concept, right. That's being discussed. And I don't really want to go too much into much more detail on that other than I just wanted to put it out there that this is coming. um, And that, I, I believe it's going to, uh, if done proactively versus, um, you know, litigiously, um, Mm -hmm. would be a much better approach. And, and I'll just say that I'm, I'm encouraged them to do the latter, (laughs) (laughs) um, to be, be more proactive about it. And, and I believe what they don't want, what we don't want to see happen is the, the litigious process. To discourage podcasters from using music in their podcasts, because then that's a lose lose, right? It's a lose for the audience. It's a lose. Well, it's for been a it's
0: been a lose lose for years because there's no right. There's no. We've been asking for a gateway for music.
1: Right. Right. And so, what's being created here is a pretty powerful tool that can um, that can. It's not it's a balance between creating opportunity to get the con the, the music, right. That can be used in the content. And then it's also a, a balancing job of, of uh, music that's captured in other ways. So right,
0: are they going to be coming the content? Right? So are they going to be coming to companies like us and say, adapt our technology so that we can detect?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: At what cost?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's very I believe it's very early in this process but I'm just putting it out there just as a as a warning to the industry that uh, this can either go one of two ways the copyright holders have legal rights um, and you know how that goes Todd that, absolutely that doesn't always go go well for content creators no. so. Um, the, the last thing we want to do is get in a situation where a bunch of podcasters have to take down full episodes and get hit with fines.
0: Well, you know, uh-huh. here's the challenge: right. it's the fines are very. It's Napster, you know, the era of Napster caused downloadable media. Right. Anytime you offer a media file available that can be downloaded, mm-hmm. the fines are just incredible. I mean, they can be
1: right. You know, you're
0: talking like $10,000 or more or something like that per download. Right. You know, so if they go about it where there is a, okay, hey, we see you've got some music in there. You know, that's, there. there is a rights holder for that. And they'd like to get paid as they rightly should for that content. Mm -hmm. But the worry I have about groups like this is that, Music I had permission to play five years ago, who is now a mainstream band. That permission can be literally revoked, especially if the band signs and whoever controls right. the copyright on their platform. So podcasters that played that music before legally, you better have your paperwork in order or an email from the band or something saying, Hey, right. I mean, we give you well, the permission.
1: That, yeah. It, it, and that's what this platform is trying to create. They're trying to create a a profile for each artist and track, right, around what the current rights are for that, um, and and then evaluating it based on its use. Um, so it could be a pretty complex scenario um, that varies between copyright holders, uh, and and that flexibility is in the system too. So, you know, my comment is back. Well. You know, that's, that's the punitive side, right? What's the proactive side? The proactive Mm -hmm. side is the podcaster needs to know. Um, it's almost like a marketplace, right? The podcaster needs to know what the costs are for doing certain things, right? With certain music, right? Um, and if they choose to do that with that particular music, then when they get, you know, a report back saying that they owe, you know, five bucks for that or two bucks for that. Or, well, you know,
0: that's the same thing you know, Douglas then, is then, trying to do. Then it won't
1: be a surprise, right? And and it won't be a punitive thing.
0: Right? It's the same thing source audio is trying to do.
1: Yeah, it is. And but, and these guys are a little bit of a competitor to source audio, mm-hmm. but the big difference with these guys is that, and I don't know if source audio is doing this. Um, they may be, but um, it's the, it's the digital signatures. These are not um, what they call, what was it? The digital signatures, um, uh, fingerprinting or you know it's not like they're embedding any content in the music that uh, specific right 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 that be, gets picked up by the computer they
0: know the signature of the of the of the music, music itself yeah. right,
1: right right so you, there's nothing embedded there like right metadata right. that that identifies it right
0: well you know we knew this was coming and yeah. you yeah. know obviously Spotify is trying to figure out a way to have music on their platform and they have because they're a streaming platform. So they can do that.
1: Right. But those aren't podcasts. So, and that's what, right. That's true too. This, this initiative is, is all about global rights. And, and that was emphasized here. Um, Global rights, global rights, global rights.
0: You know, that's, that's a, that's that's a big undertaking when you say global.
1: Right. Because oftentimes the,
0: the music's licensed for the United States only. And it's not even licensed for Canada. You know, right. if you're an American,
1: exactly, and that's that's the challenge for the music industry just in general is that they have had you know regional or country-based rights that's mm-hmm. been going on for for years. I know that was one of the big limitations of the BBC podcast for many years, is that they they were doing music podcasts, but those music podcasts couldn't be um, downloaded outside of the of the UK, right? Uh, so there was specific licenses that were initiated back then. There is a desire, I believe, um, you know, or a part of this. Maybe some of the rights holders are going to require geo gating on distribution of these tracks in podcasts. Um, you know, really discouraging that entirely. But it, from a technology perspective, it is possible, right, with dynamic ad insertion. Um, but you know, I think it loses the
2: yeah.
0: The, the average natural, podcaster is going to have right. to go in and set up geo blocking. you know, that just automatically right. almost eliminates everyone because that is not necessarily inexpensive.
1: Well, and it's not available to everyone um, and to get it set up and to get, you know, it, it just messes with the content too much.
0: I Randall think. says, I paid for unlimited license for the theme music I use. Can Plex determine this somehow? Or would I have to provide proof that I paid for it? I guess it all depends. You know,
2: no, it really?
1: Does. well, I've got a little bit of an answer to that. Um, <laughs> you know, there are platforms out there, you know, like the Epidemic Sound, um, royalty yes, music, Source Audio, access, too, same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That you can get access access to music today to use on a global license. Um, those uh, will will be in that PEX catalog, mm-hmm. so they will be able to detect that, and if in match up databases and be able to confirm that you know this particular podcast has a license for that. So it it's built into the the program, right. So yeah, so so you should be clear with doing that. so it shouldn't be a problem. It's just it's just pulling all the data together from all the rights holders and making it you know pretty easy for podcasters, I think is the key.
0: So I think what you know you just need to be aware their podcasters are playing music, keep your receipts print out your documents, make sure that, uh, something doesn't miss in, you know, make sure you have your documentation in a folder or wherever it may be. Hard copy, Mm -hmm. digital copy someplace. It's not going to get deleted.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll invite a representative from PEX on the show and they can, they can dissect this uh, for us. But, you know, this is something that's coming in the next six months or so more. So, um,
0: I tell you, a little honey will go a long way versus a yep. stick.
1: Yep, and that's what the message that I'm delivering. Yet, tonight.
0: yet though, Rob, let's be fair. We've been warning people for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to discourage people from you know th- this is the balance that we have to strike too. Is I don't want we don't want to stop people from supporting music and podcasts because. Um, and that's, that's, that's my worry about this is people are going to get scared. Um, and, and it's, you know, once you lose it, I think it's hard for it to come back again. That's the problem. Well,
0: people are running under the radar. You got a radio going on in the background?
1: Uh, it's outside.
0: Oh, wow. Someone's rocking out. Yep. So I, I think the, um, I think we knew. We, Speaking you know, of
1: music rights, I can't even have this playing in the no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you just got. We just got to keep talking to make sure it doesn't sneak in. Right, right, um, right. That's why I see a lot of YouTubers. Oh, commercial music, commission music, commercial music. I'm talking, 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 it's talking, talking to the to the to they get past it. You know, to talk over it, and that right, doesn't always right. protect you because they just need a few seconds to hear it. say, Oh bang." Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It's turned down now. Yeah, that's good.
0: You have to go to the door and you
1: turn that. (laughs) (laughs) What's the same thing that happens with the lawnmowers, right? Yeah, the weed weed eaters. That used to be me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Studio windows would be open. I'd be like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" You know, we we started the show at six a.m. Before it was not a problem because it takes a pretty dedicated person to be outside with a weed whip at uh, six a.m.
1: Yeah, they probably make their, their neighbors pretty upset, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's
0: interesting that, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm going to have to go back and watch some of these sessions from Podcast Movement. But uh, who else was on the panel with them?
1: Uh, you know what? I don't remember who all what, what was on there. I know the Source Audio folks weren't there, which I was a little surprised.
0: They had their own session, I think.
1: Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting time.
0: Yeah, it you know,
1: is. Technology is, you know, maybe coming up with an in- interesting solution here.
0: Hopefully, again, a yeah. little honey versus a stick would be great.
1: Well, there's always going to be a stick there.
0: Well, that's probably true, too. You know, you yeah. ignore those emails
1: that come in.
3: <laughs>
1: that yeah. might... Uh, um. That, I don't think the stick's going away, but I think that the honey could be added, and that's 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 what I'm hoping right. to encourage. And right. I think that kind of sits a little bit on our backs as podcast hosts, because we have a big role to play in that, I think.
0: Well, time will tell. Yes, it will. On what happens there. Yeah. But if the word isn't, you know, you have to be living underneath a rock at this point to have not realize you're not supposed to be doing this so right
1: Right. and those that are will will be found out at some Mm -hmm. point and hopefully when that happens um there will be proactive steps that a person can go through to make themselves legal and if there's some music in there that is just too expensive to license then 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 we have a choice to make Mm -hmm. right we have to remove it So, yeah, that's, that's that's where the stick comes in.
0: The challenge though, is, is it's such a disparity because if you look at radio, you can set up, you know, if you listen, they got these great digital radio stations. Now you can get really crisp sounding content. You can record that, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can, you can record easily. I did for years record stuff from streaming radio so that I could listen to it later. And and it comes in a media file, you know. When I was a kid, I used to have a cassette recorder that I used to play the LP and hit record or listen on the radio and hit record. So that, because I didn't have no money as a kid and I wanted some music, you know, 16 years old. I want some music from my car, right? So it was painstaking. You know, you didn't, you got a mixtape. You didn't get, you know, Boston Live or you didn't get Queen the Game in its entirety Radio stations rarely played the album in its full length, probably for the same reason, you know, some dude sitting in a, Right. but those weren't high quality recordings, but for a 16 year old, they were fantastic. But now we've got music everywhere we go, right? You know, I've got the family plan set up so my son can still get access to Anna's uh, Apple music. But and are you
1: downloading MP3 files anymore though, Todd? That's the other question. Oh, well, I,
0: you know, I have, um, my own, you know, I was a quite a collector of music. I, mm-hmm. in my early days, I, you know, I think I've said on the show, I DJed for a number of years when I was young and I, my, my LP collection is, uh, pretty impressive. So, you know, what I've actually been doing is mm-hmm. actually digitizing some. Of those LP- albums, well, yeah. not albums because albums I can find, right? But twelve-inch singles that are extended oh, plays, right. I've right. got literally hundreds of those. So that you can't find anywhere online. So some of that stuff I've been digitizing little by little. As a Matter of fact, I've been going through a whole process. I'm digitizing home videos, um, converting all my DVDs to media. You know, I'm just getting everything digital so that this media VHS tapes that may go bad over time, you know, get all that stuff archived into a digital format Mm -hmm. just to have personally, but yeah, I'm still, you know, I probably have 45,000 different, uh, MP3 files that, of content I bought. And again, it's stuff that's old. It's not new content. It's stuff I bought when I was, you
1: know, in the Mm eighties. So, Yeah. And I, I, I pulled up an article talking, uh, the PEX put out PEX put out a study suggesting that 17% of all podcast episodes include music.
2: Hmm. And it,
1: I don't know if that's an accurate number or, or not, but it, as you can tell, uh, they've been scanning shows on Apple podcasts to come up with that.
3: That's interesting.
1: So the enforcement part of this is, uh, I don't, it's, it's going to be rolling out more and more and more, right? As more copyright holders get into their database. right? Um, so, so, but that's what they showed back in uh, May 21st, an article came out uh, talking about the composition of music and podcasts.
0: You know, I've never used music. Well, I did my first two episodes, episode well, one. I'm-
1: And there's there's a range, right, of how people use music in podcasts. There's intro beds, there's lead-ins, full track, you know, all that stuff is a big part of it, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I
0: guess we'll see here where uh, where this all leads.
1: Well, I think I think the industry has an active role in hoping that we can shape this a little bit. Yeah. At least I hope that I can help shape it into something positive, mm-hmm. not, not something negative. There's always going to be a negative part of this, though. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: there's going to be rights holders that aren't going to want their full tracks in podcasts. That's they're right. They to don't want to have them taken down. Yeah, Because if, and the podcaster may not be able to afford to pay the music rights. Right. Yeah. So, huh. that, that's that's the downside of it.
0: Well, I guess time will tell. And if we get them on here, that'd be a good good time to yeah. qu- quiz them a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure when that timing is good for them, but I I, I will find out. Yeah, because they could be
0: very quickly become the enemy of the state.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That would be destructive to our industry.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, no, I, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
1: Yep. Is there anything else uh, that happened?
0: You know, I just, um, I continue to talk to podcasters and, you know, this ongoing theme that you and I've talked about for years about how do they grow their shows continues to be top of mind. You know, it's like I'm doing website audits and show audits and trying to give them ideas on how to get out there and be found. And it goes back to the conversation we had a couple of shows ago about how do we, you know, how do we surface some of this good stuff to the top that may not be getting surfaced currently. So, you know, that continues to be in the back of my head a bit. We're going to start doing more, you know, making sure that we're showcasing shows that we can at Blueberry. I know you guys do that somewhat at Libsyn too. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, yeah, it's, it's to hard.
1: Do, do more to raise awareness for shows, you know, mm. it's just such a hard thing to do to be fair about it. Yeah. Because there's so many. Yeah. And that's a good thing, but yeah. it still doesn't eliminate the, <laughs> the, the challenge. Um, as I was interesting, um, Connell from iHeart was quoted in saying that uh, the Spotify accounts for somewhere between 5 and 12% of listening to iHeart's podcasts. Hmm. uh, And then also suggested that exclusives are bad for creators, brands, and listeners.
0: Well, that's, that's
1: an interesting comment.
0: It is an interesting comment, considering don't they have some exclusives over there?
1: I don't know that they're exclusives to just iHeart. Oh. I think that they're exclusives uh, that iHeart is creating for the podcast ecosystem. Um, I don't if know it, that iHeart has gotten into shows that well, are only available in iHeart. If you think about it, we've known that forever
0: because what do right. we what do we continue to? <laughs> well, hey, welcome to the club. <laughs>
3: <laughs> welcome to the club.
0: <laughs> welcome to, wow. That's the first thing, you know, just kind of dawned on me. It clicked when you said it, Rob. Wow. They, you know, welcome to the party. It's the first thing that maybe has come out of my heart's mouth recently that I was like, you know, that you just informed me on here. I'm like, wow, oh, good. Yeah, well, <laughs> they that's, understand.
1: That's why I mentioned it. I thought it was, thought it was an interesting development. Yeah. yeah
0: you, and, you know, if if you dive into that a little more. If you're baking in ads and they're going with the media, you know, and you're measuring every and everything's on pass through, it's it's more money, more money, more money, <laughs> right? Because more exposure, more exposure, more exposure.
1: <laughs> Larger shows are a good thing. Right? Yeah,
0: so good,
1: good, good for everybody. They're good for listeners, good for brands, good yeah. for the advertiser. You yeah, know, everybody wins. <laughs> when shows scale.
0: It's all so. cool to the the Spotify's and the Pandora's of the world start rapping music. I mean, right. Rapping advertising around it though. That's all. Then we'll see what he has to say. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, where does the, where does the commentary come in then? They're like,
2: well, it
1: does raise, I mean, this, this whole music conversation in relation to the music streaming platforms is an interesting conversation, right? Yeah. If You start thinking about um, podcasts getting licensed with music and then that podcast is then available on iHeart and available on Spotify and all these music platforms. What is the... What is the role or responsibility on, on in, in that area around music licensing? And maybe there's, I mean, Todd, I want to throw a more positive note on this too, is that, um, I believe that there's discussions happening around, um, free licensing, um, for promotional value. Awesome. So I as it should that's, be, <laughs> that's on the table, From what I'm gathering uh, around um, UGC content, which is user generated content Mm -hmm. there, there is a perception uh, that music is, you know, somewhat of a commodity um, and that they need to, there's a certain amount of promotional value that can happen on small podcasts that are not making money, right. Mm -hmm. That are making music available in those as promotional exchanges. So, the, you know who knows where this go if we're proactive and positive about it and sharing the the unique value exchange that happens here, uh, maybe things can turn out the way we all want them to turn out
3: right yeah. huh well
1: yeah.
0: I think that there's uh it's it's interesting we'll see how the change happens you know mhm and um. We'll uh we'll see how it goes, Yep, exactly i got I got distracted here, I just saw something, I was just like, oh, I need to put this over in the chat, isn't that horrible <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, I guess from the uh I don't think I've got any more gems on what's been going on in the space, so
1: well i I did see pulling from pod news, which is always a great resource. James Cridlin, I thank you for what you do every, every day. (laughs) Your dedication is incredible. Um, but he does pull some interesting gems out of the, out of the industry at times. And one is here. I don't know if you saw this Todd Westwood one owner, um, cumulus media says podcasting revenue, uh, was up 50% in the last quarter. So and the network achieved 102 million downloads in September, up 47%.
0: If you think about that for a single network, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: It takes and, a lot of indie shows to get 100 million downloads.
1: And if you consider what's happening to radio, and I believe Cumulus, I believe is the second largest music, second or third largest radio network. Uh, to have um, success like that happening in podcasting for them, uh, considering what they're facing and what they're seeing happening on the radio, broadcast radio side, is maybe explains a little bit of why some of these platforms are making such aggressive moves into the podcasting realm.
2: Right.
0: But it's interesting that uh, on the opposite token, the article mm. about Megaphone is losing money. How is that possible? It said uh podcast at tech hosts, megaphone is still losing money, but revenues increasing significantly in the first nine months. So
1: wow. Todd, I think one of the big reasons, and I believe this is probably a little bit of a factor for Art nineteen too, is that they don't have the scale that, that Lipson and Blueberry have as far as the number of shows. Right?
0: Yeah, well. But they're not just a hosting company too. they have they do other stuff.
1: Well, they're, yeah, they're trying to, right, right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I see a I lot know. of companies getting funding, a lot of podcast startups getting lots of cash. Mm-hmm. Well, 2 million here, 1.5 there, 3.2 there.
1: Those are usually angel investors. Though. Right, right, right.
0: But still, well, you know, that probably, shows that there's probably. an yeah. active amount of money coming into space. And I'm, you know, I'm fielding calls probably two times a week from people that are looking to make investments in the podcasting space. So people are on the hunt, you know, and, uh, I, my, my answer to them always is you come with enough zeros, anything's on the table.
1: Well, and local podcasting is starting to bubble up too. There is a, a, a new company started from one of the founders of slate, uh, podcasts, um, That has launched a network um, that we're going to be hearing more about, I I believe, over the next couple of months called CityCast. um, (laughs) That is, you know, it's not like this hasn't been tried before. I I tried it. We've been in contact with like three or four different companies over the years trying to do the concept of local content. That's the first thing
0: we did in 2005. We tried that.
1: You're a little early, Todd. A little. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little.
0: For those that don't know, the first site uh, Raw Voice had was Podcaster News, and it was a site that was designed to have regional or city news snippets, sports, right. tech, home right. and garden, lifestyle, whatever, bunch of shows are surrounded around a community. And we had mm-hmm. 40 or 50 shows that were participating, but it had just no scale.
1: Yeah.
0: And there wasn't, you know, because the audiences then were truly micro.
1: <laughs> right, I mean, you look at any given city, what's yeah. the penetration of podcast listening? It's pretty small, right but um, you, but
0: you and, you know in, in all honesty though, if you have a city or you know some some focused show that's on a community, I think you you can do pretty well. You don't yeah. have to have a hundred thousand listeners you, you can probably make a pretty good living off of you know ten, ten thousand mm-hmm. on a local community because right. you can then go after local advertising.
1: But that's one of the big reasons why radio is struggling right now is that there isn't a lot of local advertising right now. Yeah. Because a, a lot of small businesses have been put out of business by the pandemic, right? So, and people aren't spending as much time in their cars, so they're not listening to as much radio. So, you know, that's what's hitting radio on two fronts. Yeah.
0: I listened to radio before the election and it just pissed me off because it was just ad after ad, after ad, after ad, after ad, after, ad after. I mean, just I, like, I, I hope, I hope they filled their bank accounts because.
1: <sighs> well, it just speaks to who their, their, their audience is. I mean, who they care about the most. Right. And it's the advertiser. Yeah.
0: It just, it, it, it and it was, You know, it was a left ed, right ed, left ed, right ed, left, right. You know, it's just like pack, 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 pack. It's just like, oh my. And that's, that's why. The
1: audience listening is doing this. Right. You know, along the way.
0: And I, you know, and I I said it before when I was living in Hawaii, I wasn't exposed to any of this because they don't advertise in Hawaii because they know how they're going to vote. So, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, so You know, for me, it was—it's been quite a wake-up call here this year, being back here and having to be exposed and, uh, you know, brain assaulted. So I've got a great plan, though, Rob.
1: You do. I do.
0: You know, my distinct. You're going to
1: start promoting your podcast on TikTok. That's what you're going to do, right? (laughs) Actually, might
0: not be a bad idea. Um, (laughs) really, I'm kind of serious on that. Um. Because that's the only place you find what's really going on in the world. Right. Is on. T- it. I mean, it's almost true. <laughs> I,
1: I, I've got an account over there. I'm not currently using it.
0: But, but you or, know, you you yeah. fl- long as you don't try to bias your stuff too much, you get a pretty good feel what's going on in the world. But anyway, um, you know my disdain for the mainstream media. I, I have absolute. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't just name the three letter or five letter network. And it's to me, they're all dead to me. Right. <laughs> so on, on the right and the left,
3: right? Absolutely. So, everything.
0: Right. I'm done with all of them. Right. Because what we should do is we, sh- we should boycott all the advertisers to all those mainstream media platforms and just, you know, just make it clear. We're not going to support any sponsors and make the respective political parties pay for those networks. Cause that's all it really is. So, and, just make their and,
1: the- and, and, and <laughs> s- support news nation right Out of- I have no idea you know everyone's got a oh, bias no it's yeah. <laughs> a new it's a new network that was formed called news i mean it's not a i mean it's a program called News Nation, but it's on w g n it's a uh, and and what they tried to do was create a un- unbiased news uh, uh, you know that is I- actually commendable. <laughs> Right, exactly, and and I think they've been fairly successful. I mean, I've got it on my my phone. So I've, you know,
0: so you know, this just partisan. boycott, boycott completely all mainstream media advertisers. Suck their, suck the life out of them, and then make the political parties. You know, because that's all it is, and uh, you know that's about as political as I'm going to get on this show. Right. Well, I mean, it's
1: all entertainment, right, Todd? Don't you feel entertained?
0: No, I don't. I don't. No, my anxiety and stress go up. Right. Any well, that, any program that, that be make a form of
1: entertainment, right? No,
0: it's not. It's it's More it's popcorn? mind it's mind control. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Just just like all politicians, they should have term limits and be fire fire them all. And uh, <laughs>
1: there you go, clean slate. Right?
0: Clean slate.
1: Yeah. Start Start
0: all over. It'll never happen, but you know, it's wishful thinking. Uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but I'm not, I, I, I'm just, I I truly had to turn the television off. Yeah. And I, and it, you know, I am now strictly going on YouTube and I'm going on, I'm, I'm just, I have for my sanity. For my mental health, it's it, it's it's just horrible. It's, in my opinion, it's horrible because they all lie. Every one of them lie. So, right. And they have their own agenda. So that's why I say just ban, just boycott all the advertisers and make the uh, make the respective political parties fund their operations and just be done with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about it, it's probably a pretty good idea, but. I think the socialists would like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see the you know I know the web listeners outside of the US. To this yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. I would I would love to see the country come together a little bit more, you know, <laughs> not the, not going to happen. The the red and the blue is getting it's, is getting a little old.
0: It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, just, you know, that that's that's gone for a while. But anyway, uh podcasting is your is your retreat. It's a retreat. It is, it is it's a, your escape. From it the, is escape. From reality. Right. Yeah. A matter of fact, on my uh geek new central the other day. I said, you are listening to a political free show. Let's go. And I did. I didn't bring any politics whatsoever into the show for 47 minutes. And, you know, get my audience, what they come to listen for the content. That, and they don't want to hear my opinion. They don't right. on a tech show. And people in this audience probably don't want to hear our opinion either on politics but it's you know i think there's a there's a time and a place for it and uh, if you have a podcast that's not related to that just leave that leave it at the door because no matter what you're going to piss 50 percent of the people off and you may piss 100 percent of the people off sometimes
1: right right it depends <laughs> on what you say right, that's right. <laughs> hey todd i found this uh this article in the title of the article seven signs it's time to invest in a professional podcast studio
0: oh really really and that so, I really hate that sort of an article. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because. It's,
1: yeah. It's so, so too what, generic. so a what are, too generic. What, are,
0: what, are, uh, so what? are the
1: seven signs? Um, number one, when you get a higher profile guest for your podcast, you probably want to come across as a, you know, higher end type of thing uh-huh. number two uh when you're following is growing okay mm. I was, mm, it's a little odd okay um when you want to level up your audio experience there
2: okay
0: maybe that's I, I i agree with number three
1: number four is when you start to feel overwhelmed i'm like mm-hmm mm? okay so, say so it says we see so many podcasters start their show uh, as a side hustle or hobby, and get uh, and get overwhelmed okay. when it starts to grow. Up. I'm not quite sure how that maps to having a professional studio. All right. But, uh, okay. The next one, no, number five, it says uh, when you start generating revenue, mm, that's okay. the time to get a more right. professional studio. Yeah, maybe, maybe okay number six uh when you want to build a team okay I don't I'm not um, no okay higher 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 I guess you're spending money at that point you're you're spending sure. money on a studio plus you're spending money on people yeah so, so you better have some money and then number seven is when you want to become part of a community which I'm
0: yeah, I don't understand that one either.
1: I guess if you want to do more live stuff, might be. Yeah. That would be the only other that that would be the only thing I can think of. Uh,
2: you Here know, it
0: I, I understand that up in the game. You know, that yeah. the reason yeah. I, the reason I invested heavily in my audio chain in the early days was mm. purely and it still wasn't the best. It mm-hmm. it's it was purely about saving time. Quality in. Maybe the content isn't quality, but the audio quality in. Get as high of a quality product in, and then it was part of my no editing strategy. Right. So you know, I would say the change to this microphone that I made this earlier this year, after you know, begrudgingly giving up my beloved condenser mic. Probably was a good change, but you know, it's just like. Why,
1: the, so, why was it a good change for you? I mean, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of experience with condenser mics, and they sound terrific. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I I think just this mic, this SMB seven, does well for me. So, uh, as far
1: as your your voice, is that yeah, yeah,
0: and you know, and, and as an example, I pulled out. I, I've got a PR forty from two thousand and five. It's been in the box since two thousand five. And yeah, but you don't like, right? Well, I pulled it out uh, because. I was thinking to, I wanted to be able to use the front office more for doing interviews and have to fire this whole thing up and have a better quality interview uh, mic wise. Cause I was wearing a headphone with a boom mic and every once in a while it was crinkle. You're hearing noise. It, it just, you know, I had a guest on that said, Hey, I'm hearing a feedback. And so I just, you know, I put a boom arm on the desk and put the PR40 on there. And, huh. You know, maybe I'm going to have to buy another SMB7 for up there um, because I'm still not, I don't get the sound I want. I'd love to have my condenser mic up there because I know I thought, like, I've
1: got a, I've got an extra SM7B here that I'm not using.
0: Oh, really? You want to sell it? Sure. you going to give me a deal on it?
1: Of course. <laughs> okay.
0: We'll talk after the show. Okay.
1: <laughs> is it new it's or is it here, used or what? Here, off to the side. because yeah, Actually, I want to go out and get one of the MV7s.
0: Oh, I was thinking about getting one of those, but why? Why get why get that when you I don't
1: know. I was thinking about maybe doing more content creation with my um on my iPhone.
0: Oh, okay. Well that, that makes sense. So
1: so then I could plug that microphone into my iPhone.
0: Yeah. So is it new, the one you have? The the SMB seven you have, or is it used or what it's, is
1: it? I bought this one. Actually, I have three of them. Actually. Wow! Um, but I've had them for quite a few years now.
0: So you know, it's just—it's just an option, you know. And and I, I'm not going to sell my PR40 because it's a low serial number. It's in a wood box. It's probably a collector's item. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and it was, it actually, well, and
1: I, was, I, and I yes, got so you it. You got that back? What back in two thousand five? Seven five.
0: I, I five. it came yeah. from Bob Heil too. So because yeah. he sent me one for an interview we did, mm-hmm. and. uh, I never really loved that mic. Just mm-hmm. didn't have the voice for it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the reason I love the, I'll be honest with you, part of the reason I love the roadcaster is it has a piece of uh, digital gear in it that I actually have analog gear. I've got a box here in my analog stack called the Big Bottom, the Apex 204. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that they had adopted the big bottom technology in the Roadcaster, I was just like, yes, 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 because I love the Apex 204 effect.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And for guys that have voices like mine, it helps a little bit bring more bass and just a little bit different sound. So, yeah. You know, like this morning, though, I was noticing a little hiss in the, in the headphone and I went in, I had to make a little adjustment to the uh, uh, compressor here because I moved my NAS to the other side of the wall and it's just loud enough that I'm getting a little shh back that I need to suppress a little more. So mm-hmm. studio conditions change. but
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let me know That's... what you want for that, that bad boy. Um, okay. You know, I was kind of looking, I was trying to figure out how I could get, to to uh, justify the <laughs> the expenditure on that new mic from from uh from them and i was just like oh, i don't think i can i don't think i can justify it i might be the owner of the company or one of the owners of the company but i still have to yeah. justify expenditures <laughs> it's funny yeah, I just, it's funny how that works
1: <laughs> yeah i was hoping to exchange it for the same value as the of the the uh new oh, mic oh
0: All right, well, that's doable.
1: Yeah, I figured it probably would be, so
0: that's good. Yeah. So anyway, what else for you? What are you hearing? Anything else? We're almost at the end of the time slot here, but...
1: Yeah, we are last minute. Um, Yeah. I think those are the big things. Um, I think... uh, Yeah, I can't think of anything else that's groundbreaking right now or things... You know, I think that the music thing is pretty much top of mind for me right now. Um, there's other things too, you know, but, um, I think that's, that's the biggest one. And the, you know, what Mr. Adam Curry is doing and thinking about standards and trying to bring people together and, um, try and, yeah, keep, I keep working on the, the podcast Academy and refining that situation. And, um, so, and things are going, well, I think things have slowed down a little bit. You're probably seeing it too around new accounts and things like that. It's not like it no. was the frenzy of a few months ago, but it's it's still growing. Yeah, it's still it's not
0: crazy. No, growth. no, it's not crazy growth, but it's still steady. You Very know, steady. Yeah. yeah, like it like it has been for fifteen, sixteen years.
1: So, what's the next big podcasting event that's coming up? Uh, is there Ooh. anything on the horizon? I'm trying to think. Maybe London. London oh oh the the podcast show mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking
0: about? yeah that's the only thing I, it, it, at this point and i'm actually kind of glad we're out of because i've been busy doing you know preparing presentations and mm-hmm. and i've built five new presentations in the last two or three months and it's nice to have those in my back pocket but building a presentation can you know i think i spent Probably 12 hours on the last one. So, mm-hmm. you know, for 30 slides.
1: Yeah, I've been th- thinking a little bit about the, the, the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, I know that they are doing a virtual event. Right. Not quite sure how to engage with that. Um, you know, and we do, we use,
0: you know, it's, that's a big event for me typically. And I would be really kind of at this point, around November 15th or so, I would be shifting my brain. To think about CES. And I'm this year, I'm like, don't have to do any of that. And I've been talking with some of our team members that normally go with me to CES. I'm like, well, what can we do? Well, you know, honestly, I'm going to be working. So I'm not going to the show. So it's not like I can afford to do, unless I take PTO, it's not like I can take. And that's what I do when I go to the show. I take PTO. Mm-hmm. and yeah. i might get to work a couple of hours out of the day but you know i'm burn 40 60 hours of pto but the if i'm here and they're doing virtual stuff I, yeah right. I the, and i've just learned the virtual value is much 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 lower that that yeah. maybe we can get some content I, I don't know i think i think companies are going to be desperately trying to figure out how to announce stuff and then it's all
1: going to be done done online. It's going to be virtual events. It's yeah. Going to be so live events. it's going to be all that stuff.
0: You know, Samsung will probably have, you know, three, four days of live. Sony's going to have three, four days of live. But who, you know, we usually go there and pick two or three things to talk about and, mm-hmm. or have one of their reps come and, you know, how am I going to pick, you know, our goal of that show is to go and pick the diamonds in the rough, you know, and it's just going to be no way to do that. Right. I haven't even registered for the virtual event yet, so
1: yeah I haven't either i right? i mean but I'm seeing their their emails come through, and i'm just um I know last year we were both down there, yep. so, and yeah,
0: and we just got i don't know about you guys, but we just got hit up by the n a b and uh right. they basically That's said. Coming you know, are you guys coming next year? You know, cause we got money re-rolled over from the, you know, because they canceled the event. So it's kind of funny because I've been telling Barry, I'm like, Hey, remember <laughs> we've already paid for NAB. We've pretty much paid for podcast movement 2021. You know, all these things we paid for in 20 or 19 for 20. Right. That didn't happen. And some of that money rolled over for those events. So I'm like, you know, we can adjust the budget line a little bit and use that money somewhere else. And. Right. So, it's just where, yeah, where <laughs> I well, I got a pretty good idea where to spend it. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, it is good, but yeah. anyway, talking too all much. all right. Stuff well, here. I think we're at the yes, we are. I'm Todd at blueberry.com or at we've geek maxed news.
1: Our listeners out today,
0: yeah, so. we actually did pretty good. It went to went from seven or eight on Facebook down to three, now we're back to six, and then. YouTube's been pretty steady, so if you didn't check in on Facebook, uh, please do before you go so we know you're here.
1: So have you looked at our our, our download numbers Actually, recently?
0: Actually, I haven't. I haven't even looked in a month and a half or so, so I need to go take a peek.
1: Isn't that right. funny?
0: You don't really worry about the stats. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a stats junkie like I used to be. I used to be in there every day.
1: Well, you got lots of other stuff going on, so it makes yeah. sense.
0: So, Rob, how can I reach you?
1: I'm on Twitter, uh, at Rob greenley, And you can send me an email if you want to, um, robg at lipsyn.com. Um It's a great way to reach out if you have a comment or a question. We always love to get uh, emails from folks that are listening to this with uh, tips and uh, things that you're thinking about, about the podcasting space.
0: And I, I had a donation come in. It was pretty big. It was a 100 bucks, but I don't know for who. From who? I know from who, but I don't oh. know if it was for this show or for Geek News Central.
1: You're, oh, your other show. Yeah. Right,
0: so right. if you contribute a hundred bucks to the show, please follow up and say it was for the show. I, I just, I don't know uh, which show it was for. So I saw, usually there's a little note or something. There was no note. It was just a hundred bucks. So we I appreciate it. If you send it to the show, that'll help out a oh, lot. Right. right. So I just did want to mention that before we leave. So again, Todd at blueberry.com at Geek News. We'll be back with you Wednesday at three p.m. Eastern. And do we
1: still want to do two episodes a week? Well, you know, I question.
0: I'm I think we're getting to close to where we maybe we can go back to one. So the question is do we do Wednesdays or do we do Saturdays? And I I kind of have a preference. The audience may not like it though.
1: Well, let's let's ask them what do they want to see happen here? Yeah. Preferably. Do you think uh, two episodes a week is too much for us, or, um, or we just keep doing what we're doing?
0: And would you be okay with us going to only doing Wednesday shows?
1: Would I be? Is that what you're asking? Well,
0: or, I'm, the audience. Our audience. Yeah. You know,
1: right? I think you know. I think a lot of people like Saturdays for us. But, yeah. Um,
0: I'm, I don't I'm,
1: know. It's a tough choice.
0: I kind of would like to consider getting my Saturdays back, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to be honest with you, doing
1: shows on Saturday mornings um, or Saturdays early in the day since uh, I started doing radio stuff. So, yeah. So for those of you watching the show,
0: what do you think of this color?
1: (laughs) I think it looks good on you, Todd. Yeah, I think
0: so too. I think it does. So anyway, all right, everyone, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll see you on the next go-around here of the new media show. We'll we'll be back on Wednesday. And then uh, maybe you guys can tell us in the meantime what we should do. Those of you that hang to the end soon. All right.
1: Ciao. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you.